refreshed. Yes. Have they been naughty or have they been nice? Find out now. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Holidays refreshed with Graham and Johnny. The one in the Highlands. The giant mountain you get in Glencoe. That's my favourite shot. It it was just this moment in time where there was no one else on the road. It had snowed over and then it was just beautiful and then the clouds opened, a beam of sun came over, we had the drone up in the air. No one around for miles, no one came out for hours, we just sat there, spent a whole day just in that area. Pretty much got like 30 shots of that big mountain and all 30 are amazing. If I was to ever say you wanted to start photography or just go out and get the shot, just take it and don't delete it because you think, oh, it's a bit of a crap photo. There's always something that can be done just to tweak it or crop it or arrange it to just to give it a little bit more interest. Hey, thank Adam. Let's hold fire. He's ready mean? to go. He's what ready to go. We need to start the stopwatch, Johnny. Oh, right, okay. We haven't started it yet. Oh, sorry. I was <laughs> chomping at the bed. <laughs> ready this to jump right at the block. Excited. Hello, Graham. Have you been naughty or have you been nice? <laughs> naughty, I hope. Yes. Hello, Johnny. How are you today? Would you like a treat from Santa's sack? Huh? Oh, Holidays refreshed with Graham and Johnny. Oh, oh, oh. oh, we're back. We're back. Ding dong, merrily on high. Look at this. Look at this. Here we are. So is this ep- This is episode one. Ep- it's episode one of the second thing, the second series. Yeah. So if you're actually listening, if everything play out in order on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or something, this is episode seven. Yeah, and we've so also what is it, Johnny? We've also jumped from summer to holidays. Right. So yes. summer's been and gone. The last episode before this one was late September. The last thing you would have heard was um, Ghosty Man, wasn't it? Oh, Rod Holland. Oh, not Rod. Please, we're not allowed to mention Rod. From Hull Beyond in the, the Grave, we got a phone call from Beyond the Grave. It was it was a mad last episode, definitely. Anyway, Merry Christmas, seasons greetings. Merry Christmas, 14th of December today. We are back. This is holidays refreshed with uh, with Johnny and Graham. Or Graham and Johnny. Yeah, whatever way round you want to do it, it's okay. It's okay. okay yeah, cool. You cleared it with my agent. Yes. I haven't got one. Well, I did, but <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting to hear him. back. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not joking. Uh, right, Johnny, do you want to jump in the confessional? Go on then, hit the music. <sighs> I'm in the booth, the Christmas booth, it's got tinsel on it. Yeah, do you like the smell though? It's like to get us in the mood, organ music, and that smell in the background, do you smell that? It is uh, White Company Winter Spray. That's what it is. I was going to say it was, it was the incense that were being oh. uh, yeah, spreading around the booth. Incense. In the mood. Myrrh. Mm-hmm. Gold. Oh, and Frank, frankincense. That was the other one. That the, yeah. uh, I've never, I've never, why would you take someone frankincense? I've never understood that one. It's of no use to anyone. I'd just be like, can, can I just have more gold, please? Johnny. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, we need to talk now about poor table manners. Well, is this because it's like Christmas and everyone's normally gathered around the family table to eat together? Yeah, and I imagine that's how everyone is listening to us right now, gathered around the table with <laughs> the radio turned on. Like there. it's 1927. Yes, that's how people listen to, to this podcast. We were talking before about it's my favourite location for a drinking venue in all of all of the world. It's on the waterfront in Liverpool. Mm. It's the notorious... <laughs> uh, on the Albert Dock, so... Just before we started recording, we were talking about a friend of ours who we used to work with. Do you want me to do the confessional of when myself and said friend went for a bite to eat in the Where, yo, this is a regular thing, wasn't it? Popping to the was lovely. The thing is, the is in a lovely location. It's got its audience, you know, and we've had some lovely pints there. The yeah. food, though, unfortunately, is um, 
Like, I, I'm gonna. I feels microwave to me. I'm not. I'm not accusing them of microwaving food. I'm just saying it just feels a bit on the microwave side. Well, yeah, I haven't eaten there for a while. To be fair, by the sounds of it, neither of you. No, but when we did, when it and fish fingers, uh, little egg, um, <laughs> all mashed up in the same bowl. Myself and, and a mate went after work. And we just went for a quick pint, and he was a little bit hungry. Grabbed some food, and to cut a long story short, he wasn't too happy with the food. And it was lasagna and garlic bread. Garlic bread was fine. Lasagna just wasn't 100% anyway. Everything turned out the same there, though, didn't it? Everything yeah. just sort of, you just thought, this is not being made fresh in the pizza oven. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, we're going to get in trouble now. Oh, God. We shouldn't have named it. We shouldn't oh, have, we'll be, bleep out the name. I will, yeah, yeah. We'll, okay. D- we'll do the beep, sorry. Don't, don't worry about anything that's been said so far. Don't worry about sullying the name of any of our sponsors or bosses or anything. Just, just don't worry. You crack on, we'll use the beeper. So in said venue, we had a bite to eat and uh, obviously the guy comes over and says, is, you know, everything all right? And my mate goes, oh, you know, it's, I hate to say it, mate, but it, it's, it's not the best really, to be fair. Like, I, I don't often complain, but just, it just feels a little bit, little bit iffy. Well, the actual quote was, you're laughing because uh, it was, the quote was, it's a fucking disgrace. It's <laughs> <laughs> how he described this no, lasagna. Only, only he could get away with doing it in, in that way. Now, some mm. people, if someone went, it's a fucking disgrace. You'd be like, that was really aggressive. But he had such a charm about him that he could tell you it was a fucking disgrace. And yeah. you sort of take it as a compliment and walk away with a smile on your face. Is that kind yeah. of a nice guy? And then kind of go, is this guy having a laugh or not? But it, it was, by all accounts, a fucking disgrace fucking of a disgrace meal. It was, yeah, yeah. So the guy turns round and says, okay, is there anything at all I can do to make it better for you? So my mate turns around and goes, oh, it's, you know what? Yeah, he said that. Just, you know, maybe just another pint of Guinness will do. And the fellow who worked in the pub said, oh, no, I can't do that, mate. <laughs> it's just like, well, why ask? So then a heated conversation blew up because not only was the food a fucking disgrace, but then the service turned into the absolute same because <laughs> he couldn't get anything for his bad meal. So we just kind of carried on eating it. And uh, and that was that. But uh, he wasn't ill off the back of it. I just don't think it was the, the, the best. But there you go. So I want to use that. that. I want to use that at some point, by the way. I um, I was telling someone about this the other week. I'm going to say at some point, when I get asked in a restaurant, how was your food? I am dying to say at some point, <laughs> it was a fucking disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> but do it with a smile on my face. I think there's a real skill to that. Right, should we get you out of that booth, love? Oh, yeah, you maybe, should, oh. maybe you should try that when you're having your Christmas dinner. Yeah, well, I'll give it a go. Right, yeah, out the I'm, booth. Out the booth, done. Thank you. Door sound effect. So we've got three episodes today, next week, and the following week. So uh, we end on the 28th of December. We've got loads coming up in holidays, refresh. And I thought we'd catch up with someone. There's two people who are huge on Instagram. So these are Scotland Magic. Do Scotland they do Magic. Magic tricks? Nothing to do with magic oh. tricks at all, but they do extremely lovely, beautiful, angelic photographs of Scotland. They go travelling all over the place. It's Gabby and Billy. They are a couple together. They met while they were travelling. And Gabby has got about 113,000 followers on Instagram. Billy has got about 109. And some of the work they produce is absolutely amazing. They go travelling around the Highlands. They go, obviously, to some of the major cities. They've gone abroad a couple of times. They've gone to some of the iconic places like the Northern Lights and various places like that. You, and, can't, and you can't go to the, the Northern Lights. This is where, where do you think the Northern Lights are? I'm going to stop you here because um, I've, I've gone searching for them. They're not in any... It's not like Blackpool. Finland? 
No, you can you can actually see the Northern Lights on a clear winter's night. You can mm. see the Northern Lights off the northern coast of Scotland. Because I went there, I went to the northern coast of Scotland and stayed there the other year. I was dying to see the Northern Lights, but it was all overcast. Anywhere you're looking north, it's not like down the promenade towards the South Pier. It's just where you see them. But where do you go to actually like to see them better in those little igloo things? <laughs> like you do, you northern can hire a pond, Johnny. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just north. Right, Finland, the Arctic. No, but that's rather the Northern Lights. Do you know what it is? Do you know what they are? Do you know what it is? Do you know what the Northern Lights are? Yeah, is it something to do with the ozone layer? Kind of. It. They're called. What's the actual name? Aurora borealis or something like that. It's. You know the Earth's Harry Potter. You know. (laughs) Yeah, it's a character no one ever seen. The Earth's magnetic field. Yeah. Right. When the sun's rays cross the Earth's magnetic field, do you get me? Mm. Right. Yeah. They interact with it somehow. And then the result is this like a luminous light show. So the sky can literally look like it's got, it's glowing like a luminous green. And that happens when you look towards the Arctic Circle. So that's why I said they didn't just pop one, <laughs> one ticket to the Northern Lights. It's, this is a big light. <laughs> <laughs> but they are worth seeing and you can see them in Scotland. I tried. Thank you. Well, you never know. If you go through the uh, archive on Scotland Magic or at Billy Clicks, you might be able to see when they were um, they were looking at them. If indeed it's happened, or they've paid to go to Northern Lights venue <laughs> number three, and yeah. um, there's a tram goes up and down the prom. It's absolutely lovely. Should we take a listen, Johnny? I think we should. This is what happened when I caught up with Billy and Gabby from Scotland Magic, who do some absolutely beautiful photography. Holidays refreshed with Graham and Johnny. Holidays refreshed. We are joined by Gabby and Billy from Scotland Magic, one of the most beautiful Instagram accounts. It's all based on photography. It's got a fantastic website as well. If you are listening to this now, I really urge you to go to Scotland Magic and have a look at some of the images on there because they are absolutely perfect. So, guys, Gabby, we'll start with you. Hello, welcome. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for putting up with the technical problems. Billy, hello. Hello. (laughs) Um, So you guys, even though you've been in my living room now for an hour when I've been trying to get this thing working, give us a little bit of background. So Gabby, do you want to sort of give us a little bit of information to what Scotland Magic's all about and the principle behind showing off this amazing country? Yeah, so I'm from Australia originally, hence no Scottish accent, um, (laughs) and moved over here two years ago, um, craving the cold weather and the rain because it's just too hot in Australia for me. So relocated over here and I've uh, been a portrait photographer for the last you know, 10 odd years and at the start of this year I had a bit of an existential life crisis as I think we've all gone through post-pandemic <laughs> and I just didn't really know what to do with myself and Billy and I had been travelling for two years around Scotland just having adventures just for fun and I had been teaching him photography and he was really taking to it and so we had all this content just like sat not doing anything set up an Instagram maybe two years ago called Scotland Magic and had never done anything with it so he just said why don't you just sit down for a couple of days curate a beautiful album of all these images, edit them in a consistent style, make some reels because that's where Instagram is going and let's just see what happens. And so at the time, I think it was March earlier this year yeah. and I had around yeah 700 followers and I just started sharing what lit me up, which was Scotland. I love travelling here. I love the country. I love the culture. And I just started sharing what I loved and then it blew up literally like that TikTok trend is like, I blew up. <laughs> like, yeah. what yeah. well, <laughs> it did blow up, Billy. Give us combined. It's ridiculous. How many followers? So it's 113,000 113, 
for you now being yeah, Billy. and I've got 109,000 on Billy Clicks. I was a bit more consistent because I was posting for like two years, even though the first year was a bit terrible what I was taking pictures of. But then together now is like full on consistency doing yeah. stuff together. We were originally, like Billy had a separate photography account and I had the Scotland Magic and he was really just committed to kind of showing up quite consistently. He's very good at that. And so that's why he kind of gave me the push in Scotland Magic and he helped a lot. And obviously we do all of our adventures together. So if, if I'm ever in a photo, it's actually Billy taking the photo, yeah. obviously. So it's definitely a <laughs> joint venture, but Billy Clicks is more like your specific photography. And, yeah, you know, more your like landscape. Land, landscape and drone stuff. Billy, so going back in, obviously when we were having the technical difficulties before yeah. we started recording, you were saying art was the background for you. So is that still the case of photography? Is the escape from the art or is the photography taken over the art now? I think it's a 50-50 thing. Yeah. Artwork and art in general, like digital art especially, is my career of like 15 years. And photography, because there's no expectations on it, it's not work as such. And it's just very freeing to just get out there and just yeah. shoot for the hell of it. And you got a cool byproduct of people interesting and like joining an audience and eventually launching products and all that stuff. But it's, I think having a full-time employment as an artist sort of relieves the pressure of having to finance and make photography into a career too yeah. much. It's, just, it's like a very fun hobby for me. And it's fun to like build it up and explore it further. Does that kind of take the pressure off with it being a bit of a hobby? You can kind of take that little mark off a little bit and go, even though obviously the monetary value on this is is important, but the market is so saturated out that your photography does stand out and it stands out beautifully in a crowded area. And there's others you will look and go, do you know what? Oh my God, that's fantastic. Why have we never been there? Or why have I never thought of that? (laughs) But does it kind of, when it is a hobby and it becomes almost a job, does that make it a bit easier or in a weird way, is it harder because you're kind of putting more pressure on yourself? I think it's harder for me trying to find the balance of it. I mean, for you, it's full-time It's full-time work. now, yeah, which it yeah. wasn't intended to be. It just kind of fell into it, which is interesting. And now it's like I'm trying to balance the two. The photography and shooting and editing is a lot more effort, but then creating an art collection could be effort in like a longer period of time. It's easier to get results with photography because you're a location and you might spend... 20 minutes or a few hours but you will have something at the end of it mm. but with artwork you've got to wake up and be yeah. like what am I making today Billy I'll start with you if you are looking for that perfect shot in terms of the duration and what goes into getting yeah. just one of those shots and how many shots you're doing before the shot we sometimes see what's sort of the background and how are you two different in I mean, terms of in, the, in a dream the time? world I would spend a whole day at That's a location <laughs> and just capture everything but like there's places where we keep going back all the time and I'm just like, you see it just a little little quick stop, little quick stop. It's a running joke with us. Like we'll go past and he'll be like, oh, let's just stop here again. I'm like, we've been here four yeah. times, but it's a perfectionism <laughs> but, thing. And now you. you can do pictures like the location in seasons, sunrise, sunset, in mood, in rain, in sun, And it does, fog. it looks, that's yeah. the beauty of the landscape in Scotland is it looks so different all year yeah. round and something that appeals to us about repeating locations. And like obviously you improve as a photographer and mm. a videographer as you're, every time you go somewhere new, you've learned something new so it's really cool to actually be able to see the progress in your own technical skill and 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 your eye and your creative eye for things because the first time I took Billy out like on an adventure in Scotland because he hadn't really done it before we met we went to Glencoe and you know we look at some of the photos we took then that are just absolutely horrendous now <laughs> they will oh, not yeah. see the light yeah. of day like yeah. <laughs> but yeah we are very different in that sense yeah. like Billy really likes to take his time getting a shot but I think maybe because photography for me has always been a job whereas it's a hobby for you mm. I feel like I can get the shot a lot quicker I'm just more 
more inclined to just kind of get the shot and then enjoy the location and then yeah just feel like I can produce a shot like quicker but the level of detail and time that you take in getting the shot and then Mm. editing the shot is a lot more than me but perhaps I don't know it's just a different way of doing it. Do you think that's almost part of the success between you both then for the fact that you've kind of got one eye on how long it could take to get something another one of sort of the background of going right from a photography point of view it's got to kind of be snap click okay that's not working let's move on but when you sort of combine both of those one sort of outweighs the other and you just get the balance right would you think that's fair i'd say i'm a lot faster now as well i mean we've added a lot of videography into what we do as well so that takes time but i think we've gotten pretty good at getting to a place shooting photography doing video doing drone stuff yeah like (laughs) enjoying the location (laughs) beating the light yeah I do think it balances us though because I think like I've always had a bit of a tendency to be a bit more lazy on the technical side of like that's good enough like I've always been a that's good enough whereas Billy is always we can do it better Um, and so it's been really beneficial albeit sometimes a little bit strenuous (laughs) like challenging (laughs) between us as a couple to be pushed and to do better but I definitely since we've met like I've definitely found that like I've improved so much as a photographer and my desire to do better um, has improved a lot because having your art background is putting the effort in getting you yeah, can do better yeah. you can be better you can be bigger than this like and i like to learn how things work yeah like, just got a curiosity aside from it. the art form as well like the technical aspect of videography or yeah. like photography and lighting and drone and how to fly and get like cinematic shots and how to create a composition while you're in the air and stuff the minute your website kicks in from that landing page you are taken on a flight journey with the waterfall and all the rest of it and you kind of go scotland helps because of that because you go okay for enough you kind of yeah you You can't take a bad it's not not hard to shoot scotland yeah yeah Yeah. but well just based on that point then guys so if anyone is listening now and they've seen the background to scotland magic with the photos and the the content you create is there any sort of beginner's tips is there just one or two things where if someone's literally just doing it from their iphone or from a smartphone or from like a maybe an older camera they've got off ebay for a couple of hundred quid what maybe was worth two grand back in the day what are the tips you can kind of give to someone who has probably got the eye for it and if you've got that to then take that to the next stage I think for me is like, just go for it. What I find a lot of people just get imposter syndrome and they mm. think, well, I can't get a good enough photo for that. So there's no point in kind of taking yeah. it or they take it and they never do anything with it. I think a big part of why a photo looks so good and refined is because it's had a bit of editing done to it afterwards. Yeah. So just there's so many free editing softwares out there that you can yeah. get. Adobe Lightroom is one that we like swear by. You can get a free version of that. And just a couple of tweaks to a photo, what you think looks a bit drab can actually be brought to life and yeah. really, really pops. I think that's like a big thing that I've noticed in with my students they would think oh this is a really average photo and then just a couple of little adjustments and it already looks so much better so I think like if I was to ever say you wanted to start photography or just go out and get the shot just take it and don't delete it because you think oh it's a bit of a crap photo there's always something that can be done just to tweak it or crop it or arrange it to just to give it a little bit more interest and your confidence then builds over time and I think if you feel good about what you've shot regardless of whether you're brand new or not you're more likely to go want to learn and gain experience in that because you feel proud of yourself like, yeah. whereas if you go, oh, I'm terrible at this, I'm, you know, you're not going to feel inclined to want to learn more yeah. about it. So, you know, just take a picture, have a couple of tweaks, you'll be proud of yourself and then more inclined to want to kind of grow. So, I also sorry. find in social media, like it can work as a portfolio in a sense, like, because people that are not doing this as a profession or like really into the hobby, if you just got it on a hard drive, you're not going to constantly keep and checking the pictures. But if you're posting all the time over a few weeks or a month, you will see progress in how That's you're true, shooting yeah. and stuff. And it works almost like a reminder of, oh, I started here. 
So you can delete them later, but then it's good to have, and then you see like, oh, that was terrible a few months ago. Yeah. Even if it's just a, a private account now. as well, yeah. you know, it doesn't have to be a public account, but just a little, as you said, like a visual journal yeah. of like how far you've come and, yeah. and how you're improving, I think is, yeah, that's a really good point. And it's not even that much about crazy kit. Like we level up kit as we go along, but then I just got a new phone a few days ago and the new iPhones and in general, phones in general now are just mad are amazing we even yep. said like why do we even in cameras yeah. at some point <laughs> this is so yeah, good yeah this is if you're you interested that you can they can follow people and there's so much stuff online and courses and We've your course, course and stuff yeah. and you just you could just learn so much just online well that's it and if you mentioned in your course in terms of what you and obviously i know you don't want to give too much away because people need to pay for the course if you want to <laughs> yeah. Yeah. free yeah. information yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'll just all write this down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so if if you are editing something and what you might suggest, is it a case of you don't really have to go too much from the editing process? Because you can look and you know there are tweaks to your content and that's just the way it is. It's like, you know, filter, no filter kind of thing. But it's still so, so natural. So is it a case of not giving too much editing, but just enough to still capture the actual live moment from what you're seeing in your eyes? It's just refining and it's just, you know, I always say less is more when it comes to editing. You want the photograph to look like it's not edited. And a lot of the time, your phone or your camera is not going to capture what your eye is seeing. So you look and you're like, wow, this beautiful rainbow or sunset is so amazing. And you take a picture, it looks so flat and average. It's like, and I always say to people, it's kind of like a manuscript. Like you wouldn't write a book and then not edit it and tweak it and refine it and cut out some faff or whatever. It's the same with editing. It's like less is more always. But it's just such a common beginner mistake. Pump the saturation, pump the contrast and think, yeah. oh, more is more, you know, and it looks amazing. But if you can just give it a, a couple of tiny little tweaks, you know, just increasing the vibrancy a little bit on, you know, adding a bit of mood or darkness to the shot can immediately like enhance it and make it look so nice. It really, it's amazing how much you don't have to go crazy with it yeah. to get a good result from the edit. It's also a style thing as well. Like, yeah, you develop you a style You find your own time. style and yes. people inspire you and stuff, but at first, You're like trying like- everything <laughs> and it's fine because that's, that's how you learn is... We always recommend as well, if you're starting, like you can get, um, you know, mobile presets. So I think if you're finding it really challenging or editing is not natural to you, you don't have a natural eye for it, just buying a little like, online pack of presets, which Billy is um, in, the, in the works of putting yep. these together. Working um, on it. Working on it. Just having a <laughs> preset to literally just a filter essentially to slap on the photo and you make slight adjustments is mm. always a really good start because you feel kind of safe, you know, like, oh, someone has said that this is nice. So I trust, you know, those colors and the tones yep. are going to look beautiful. And then you can just tweak them from there. So we always recommend recommend people who are starting out if they're really struggling with editing and they can't get their head around it a preset's a really nice way just to start to get into the rhythm and there's many apps that help do that like forgetting the instagram filters but like there's CapCut, InShot, there's vn there's all sorts of apps apps, yeah vso cam and they're all very very helpful and most of them are free. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing, isn't it? And like you say, those kind of freebie things, it's kind of like starting a podcast in a way. And I know some of the best podcasts out there are the people who don't really 100% have the idea, yep. but they've got the little bit of the journey. They've got the vision. They've got the areas they can lean on to do their own research or for someone to come on board and help them. And all of a sudden, they're producing amazing content. That's right. And not so much the follower numbers, because I know it's not about it's the followers. About it's about the content. So kind of that brings us on to where you go around Scotland. You go everywhere, 
you know what I mean? You literally <laughs> yeah. will find places that way. I probably wouldn't even pronounce or yeah. certainly get to on the map. Sometimes we can't pronounce yeah. it. <laughs> we're still working Thank on it. We're, we're still maps. learning as well. Yeah, we, still we call learning. places what we think is pronounced and then Someone we, we get there and like, that's not how you say it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's fair. Oh, yeah. So we're not local. Yeah, yeah. we're definitely not local. Yeah. We're learning. We're becoming local. Exactly, yeah. That's a great response. Yeah, becoming local. So where's kind of some of the favourite places you've been in 2022 if we're looking ahead to next year? Looking around the Highlands way, is that the pinnacle more so because you've got some great things in Edinburgh or Glasgow if you were going out to say Aberdeen but is the Highlands sort of where it's at for any kind of content and so get some of the most amazing pictures I think it started off like that and now we're finding I haven't been to Sky in a while and yeah. I love Sky is incredible but then the NC was just out of this world and then we just find smaller places like Fife or yeah, we went to Pitt and Weem last weekend yeah, and and just amazing there's so much to do or like I think like for us our big life goal as well is to move to the Highlands one day. Like it's not right. our current like situation, but we yeah. would really love to live up in the Highlands one day. And I think that is definitely where we feel the most connected to the land. As soon as yeah. we kind of hit like calendar and, and start to head up through Glencoe and Fort William and everything like that and hit the aisles, that's where you really feel you'd kind of detach from the cities and you see how people live when it's like a bit more rural yeah. and the culture and the history. And it's just a really lovely experience to be able to go further up north. And it's really not that far, you know, like a couple of hours out of the city and you're surrounded by this dramatic amazing yeah. landscapes i think that's where we started we yeah. started our first trip was to glencoe and we just fell in love with it and last year we did a lot more island trips so we did a lot of the isles like mull and harrison lewis and the next year no. our plan is to definitely hit up a few more really want to head to orkney um, the shetlands yeah. and some of the smaller muck and canna like the really yeah. little isles there's like over 900 isles in scotland it's yeah. absolutely yeah. insane like there's so much to see and there's the castles as well as like thousands, yeah, of thousands of castles so castles. like everywhere you go there's just so much stuff to see yeah. you're a guide which is like the ultimate sort of first time is I think that's a great way to start and you see some amazing locations along the way Mm. that's why we can't really pick an exact location because the more we experience this the more you you find out yeah you'd think after we ticked off a couple of locations that we'd be like oh like Scotland's done you know like have your hands of it we're done but every time we go somewhere we just have this chain reaction of like new places to check out and Whether it's an hour and a half out of Edinburgh, we're travelling six hours up north. There's just always something to see. And the landscape across Scotland changes so dramatically from aisle to aisle and they've all got their own character. And And like you were saying before, going in the summer, this is fantastic, but actually Mm. you could come back in six months if it was going into autumn or winter or whatever it might be. That's our favourite time to travel anyway. We don't travel much We don't travel in summer. (laughs) It's too hot, it's too busy. It's a funny thing and a bit of a responsibility thing on our behalf, promoting Scotland and promoting tourism here because on one half we want people to come and see the beauty of it but we also want them to do right by the country when they're here and supporting small businesses and taking care of the land and respecting the access code and we're very lucky in Scotland to have the right to roam and to, yeah. to wild camp wherever we want but we we do unfortunately see a little bit when we're out and about of people leaving full campsites behind and just you know rubbish, rubbish and cans. or parking where they shouldn't park because they can't fit into a site because it's too yeah. busy and so part of our responsibility and something that we really aim to do with Scotland Magic is to encourage and educate on respectful and responsible travel while you're here and to leave nothing behind but footprints and you know yeah. take rubbish with you and, and really contribute to making it a beautiful place that we continue to enjoy because unfortunately if it keeps going in a way where people disrespect that those rights get taken away so yeah. yeah it's a very big part of us such a funny like you know the word influence has a bit of like funny connotations to it but when yeah. we have the community is probably a better word the community that we have online it's our responsibility to 
make sure that we are educating people. And because we go and check out new places, I think that helps because it's dispersing the tourism a bit. So how about you try these places or branch out in here and the Highlands is beautiful too. So And all the places we find as well, there's like amazing, unique businesses and cafes and restaurants and unique stays and... It was like butchery and farm oh, and coffee house. shop yeah. and art studios and all put together. So these oh, more sort of villages and areas that are not as popular as like big cities and stuff, all the artisans support. and creators come together and create like amazing sort of collectives of businesses yeah. and creatives, which is really cool to see. And do you think that will obviously just carry on and continue because it will only ever get bigger and better? And, I hope you know, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is a bit of a worry when it comes to the Highlands and something that we've learned because we were a little bit naive when we started talking about moving to the Highlands and we're like, oh, we should just start an Airbnb, which seems like a great idea. But what we are learning from some of the upper communities is that they're turning into Airbnb communities and they're essentially ghost towns because there's yeah. no locals actually living there. So again, that's part of our responsibility mm-hmm. is encouraging people to check out and for ourselves to go to new areas support new areas and if when we do eventually move moving because we want to contribute to that community too and be part of it and be part of the collective and and help everyone rise up in that space Mm. so like some of the smaller kind of towns not even that small but you know towns that are not edinburgh or glasgow or one of the bigger cities cities, or um, more populated areas yeah Yeah. i think like it is cool to see these collectives popping up and independent businesses and you do just hope that they continue to grow they already have a bit of a population around so it is a bit easier so yeah i do hope and part of again of our responsibility and something that we really want to do is help those more rural towns get a positive tourism mm, so people yeah. are coming through for a positive reason and supporting so in edinburgh and big cities there's so much competition mm. so like a unique candle maker or unique bakery is not going to stand out as much in as edinburgh, if they yeah. were in a small village area and picturesque and yeah. town and yeah and, and they, they stand out like a golden like shining light you, know, <laughs> you, you turn up to a really small town and you'll see this halo. cafe it's like yeah. a literal halo and you're like you, you can tell just from the design and the attention to detail in these spaces like we've noticed especially like in Dunkeld we've been through Dunkeld quite a few times and there's a few businesses that have cropped up there that are mm. just like we'll go there purposely for them wow. um, which is amazing to see and yeah you just hope like that that continues to grow in in lots of places and it's good to see like young people young people doing running it. these yeah, businesses because well, bringing like the younger audiences back into like the remote areas and you look at it even from a like a wedding point of view our wedding photographer was amazing mm-hmm. and when you go to wedding first you see someone who is like and no disrespect to them because mm-hmm. they've made a career out of it for x amount of years but who is sort of mid to late 50s yeah who true. is very old school yeah. and you're like oh this is cool but it looks a bit school photo-esque yeah for sure as opposed to what you can do with a little bit of tweaking there's Absolutely. a lot of photographers now creating some really amazing wedding content yeah, i think with everything changed a lot actually in the last when there's years. so much competition because because of social media yep. so there's so much so many people that are incredible at what they do and in general it's not just photography photography video drone editing web work social media design work there's so many aspects to what a creative has to do now for social media that it helps people learn so many varied skills yep. Skill so it's not just like sort of a linear journey to just purely this because then it's fun because you get excited by new things and you try and yeah. loads of different techniques. But there's only two birds and. Do you know what? I'm actually finding it. It's actually coming full circle though because people are coming back into film. So the younger generation are more into film now, yeah. like film mm. photography. And like even I find myself really inclined to do it. Like we've got a film camera. I just, we've got so much kit. You're like, what do you take? You know, you have yeah. to like limit it at some point and stop taking everything. People are wanting that yeah. single shot and just getting it in one rather than taking a million photos. Like photography is going to be around forever and it trends and goes through waves and all that kind 
kind of stuff. Yeah, I think it's cool to be able to like reinvent it and try new things and help pave ways through new you know journeys and that kind of stuff. I mean, you'd argue as well that like travel photography or travel blogging is probably a bit out like semi outdated as well because when Instagram first started, it was this huge thing. Like yeah. everyone was a travel blogger, so even like I've had difficulty giving myself that title at times. I would say we'd meet people. And then like, oh, what do you do? I'm like, oh, I used to be a wedding photographer. And then I taught a course and blah, blah, blah. And Billy said to me one day, he's like, why do you say that? Like, just yeah. tell them you're a travel photographer. I'm yeah. like, I don't know. I'm so yeah, embarrassed. Yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. Know? It's cool. Yeah, it is cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, made like stereotyping around it. So. I'm pretty sure the minute he said, I watched your Instagram and then he followed you, you'd be like, fucking hell, this is well yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> so in terms of inferences, guys, I mean, you can play off each other here. And, and from when you were getting into this or people who you regularly look at f- mm. who are creating content, be it in this country or Australia or America and um, who do you kind of go to and who do you look at and kind of go do you know what they're well cool we've both got different um we've got like a jo- a mutual one that we love world of wonderlust and she was one of the first people that I saw that was a travel blogger and yeah. I thought this is amazing like you can get paid to do this this is really yeah. cool I've consistently kind of looked at her as like an ongoing just in the background and um, kind of inspiration and I really love her as a big photographer Annie Leibovitz has always been a huge inspiration to me I love that she does portraiture and she's just absolutely fantastic she's done some of the most famous photographs in the world yeah. um, and she's amazing but collectively we've kind of ebbed and flowed over who we've we found mm. inspiration from but recently it's a couple called becky and chris and she's a graphic designer and he's a radiologist but they both got into photography wow, which is yeah. so cool and like they own a helicopter and stuff they're just fucking cool man like, just <laughs> really like that's our like that's the dream but, yeah. knees and the helicopter yeah. and the helicopter <laughs> yeah. i'm like this is the coolest so and they just recently did a two-week drive around newfoundland yeah. and to create a book like so they purposely went for a two-week journey to create a book which we've kind of taken inspiration for next yeah. year um for us to do the same thing like go out with the intention for two weeks to shoot our own book i mean they're amazing as well and it's also because of social media they managed to be able to get the helicopter and it's all part of the content and what they create like yeah. even their studio is incredible oh, there's a whole youtube series on how they kid out of the studio and how they built the house and how they travel and are they british billy yeah no, they're, they're canadian canadian, canadian. Yeah. Yeah. right okay yeah um and then for me is there's a few photographers a guy's called with luke because he's just incredible uh, peter mckinnon Jack Hansty, there's a whole Jack Harding as well. There's a whole list of all these amazing nature photographers, and they do a lot more as well. It's not just single shots, they'll do videography and yeah. drone. The beauty of it as well is we've seen a lot of people in, from our audience, like a lot of people might not ever be able to go to these locations, or like might be a lot of people might not be able to afford to go like Iceland, how we went, mm-hmm. and loads of other places, or like see everything in Scotland. That you get to enjoy it through, through someone eyes else's well. eyes. Yeah, a lot of people tell us those like, "Oh, it's so nice, and we're so grateful you get to see all these places that I could never go to." It's almost like a responsibility to see these places and capture them and then just share them out there. It's funny because we didn't really think of that for ourselves. Like we would look at other photographers and be like, oh, I'm so grateful for their content because I feel like I get to live vicariously through them. And like Mm. we would feel that about other people. So then when people would say that to us, we found a disconnect and we're like, oh, really? Like you enjoy watching what we do? You know, we just like doing it because we love it. You know, I didn't think that people would actually feel as much enjoyment from it as we get from it and sometimes more as well. So that was actually a bit of a hard thing for us to get our head around until we realised we saw it in other photographers. We felt the same way about their yeah, content so it's yeah. been interesting yeah 
And it takes sometimes a little bit of time to get to that point, doesn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. You were very kind enough to share just a handful of pictures with me for ones you were particularly proud of. One which keeps on catching my eye and actually weirdly is on the screen, on the screen. now. <laughs> catching wildlife, is that something which you often try and seek out? Do you kind of go, oh, that just adds that little bit? Or do you kind of go, do you know what, let's just stick with the waterfall? Which do you kind of, <laughs> which do you kind of get out of the car I, and aim to try with, and do? With, with my stuff, I need a thing. So I, I need focus, I need a like, subject whether yeah. it's a bridge or a castle or a mountain a bit, we call or it's like a running it, joke I need, I need yeah, a bit I need a bit <laughs> wildlife I think it's just a whole other level of magic when you when, when you see a castle life. it's always there but yeah. like to capture wildlife and it's not so much like bird watching and stuff there's a few birds I like to capture like eagles and just seeing wildlife in their natural habitat just undisturbed and capturing so them like a model and then they just let you be near them it's just insane it's special yeah we do feel so blessed and so lucky when we do come across wildlife because hunting for the photo kind of yeah. thing and and when you get it it's just such a satisfying feeling and I remember in particular we were on a 10-day trip and we hadn't seen any stags anywhere and we'd never right. seen one in the wild so we were so like adamant about seeing the stag yeah. and it had been 10 days and we hadn't seen one and we're like oh god we're never going to see one and we were driving down the single road in the highlands in Glenative and we were driving and Billy's like oh keep an eye out we might see something and we're pulled up to the side of the road and just out of nowhere on the right-hand side, this magnificent stag just steps like so close to us, like not even like two metres away from us, so close, and he just stayed there. And we pulled the car over in the single-lane road, had the hazards on, hoping no one's going to drive past. And we had 15 minutes completely, not one single person came past. um, It was like two, three metres away, just sat there Just sat there letting us photograph. And we called it Leonard. It was like our ongoing thing. Like, (laughs) we found Leonard. Just let him live with you in Stockbridge now. (laughs) In the spare room. It was the (laughs) It was just such an incredible experience. It's burnt into my brain of this being able to stop and just take a breath, photograph this magnificent animal in the wild was just such a spectacular feeling. When we saw humpback whales in Iceland, we saw a humpback whale in Iceland, and I cried. And I was also thinking about anything with like a killer whale just off the in the Orkney Islands or Shetland and stuff. They're on the the bingo list. Yeah, please send me that photo. Yeah. We've seen no. a lot of cool seals in Scotland yeah, we've seen as well, a lot of and seals. baby seals and stuff. Yeah. We haven't seen otters yet. There's a lot of otters no. in Scotland. We haven't come across any otters. And puffins, we've only actually seen the once. So any puffin picture you see is from the same day. Same trip. Um, right, okay. But yeah, we were really lucky to see them and get real. They're tiny little things. They're so funny. It's on the Isle of Lunga, which is just outside of Mull. They do like boat tours to this isle. And the puffins are so used to humans coming and they actually really like humans because humans will scare away the larger predators. So they actually usually don't even live on the isle. They fly away and they come back specifically knowing that humans are there um, oh. and you'll just sit on the ground for a good hour and they'll come up to you and they'll like peck at your feet and they're just so hilarious mm. and the most funny little things and we just got to be able to like sit there and take photos of them we're there for so a few was, hours yeah we're there yeah. for hours just, I could have never left you know but we had to get a yeah. boat but um, <laughs> it was so spectacular so I was never really that into wildlife it didn't really fuss me but now that we've got a couple of things it does really like but make, it's exciting you know I was saying like every time we go to South Queensferry and you see the fourth bridge mm. and you're like what it's breathtaking it's so beautiful. And that's the thing, isn't it? If it's fireworks at the top of the castle or one of the great monuments in Edinburgh or any of the big cities, it is breathtaking. And if it gives you that extra angle where you go, do you know what? I never really thought about the wildlife side of things, but actually... 
bang, there you go. That's something I'm going to look at. And that's something I'm actively going to try and seek, it out. And seek out and well, see how you can improve to. on it. Yeah, we yeah. never used to kind of seek it out. And then once we started to realise how much we loved it, now when we travel, especially to new countries, so as we're saying, we went to Iceland a few mm-hmm. months ago, in particular booked a whale watching tour because like, oh, I'd really love to go see them. And I think that as a photographer um, or as a traveller in general, this is like a tip that I give people if they're wanting to enjoy a location a little bit more is like find something that you like to do at home normally and then try and do that in the country that you're yeah. visiting. So if you like to do crafts or dancing or photography for wildlife, like when you travel, purposefully seek out those experiences because yeah. you just have such a more like unique and aligned time yeah. when you go to do those things. So yeah, when we're in Iceland, yeah. we particularly went on like whale watching. We went to go see seals and it was so funny because everyone told us, oh, Iceland doesn't have that much wildlife. And I think we saw more wildlife in Iceland than when you have, <laughs> we yeah. have here, yeah. you know. We saw so, Arctic foxes running yeah, around the road. Little, then we saw a raven and an iceberg, which was crazy, like unlikely. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's added a new enjoyment level to our photography yeah. and our travels to purposefully seek out stuff we haven't seen. And before. sounds like it keeps you on your toes as well. To Absolutely. Look for yeah, because yeah. yeah. you may not get it. And that's yeah. a big lesson that we've had to learn as well with weather. Like you're not always going to get the perfect shot. And that's why we often have to repeat visit locations. Yeah. And what people don't see on Instagram is how many times sometimes you have to go back somewhere to get the shot Yes, is yeah. painful. So Iceland ticked off, Scotland obviously ongoing. Ongoing. Where's next in 2023? Where's on the, uh, where's on the bucket list I've for you I've got Kyrgyzstan, Mongolia, Patagonia yes, on my ones. list. We're definitely winter travellers. We like the cooler like, yeah, kind of locations, think, yeah. you know, places that can be quite warm, but they've got beautiful mountain landscapes. No, when you go to the mountain lands, it's yeah, like cold. Snow. Yeah, it's yeah. like cold, cold. Scotland basically said we want to do a few more aisles and you know get to Orkney and Shetland. And, and do a few more of those things, but pretty much what and you just said. And we've got a big said, sky trip in February. Big, one of the things that we're going to sit down over Christmas together this year is like kind of plan out what next year looks like and where yeah. we really want to go because we kind of always this is what we would do like oh I really want to go to Iceland really want to go to Iceland and realise that we have to book that in if we want that to happen you know because yeah. Yeah. we yeah. are so busy we forward book so many little trips within Scotland and everything and so yeah one of our little Christmas kind of activities together this year is to look at 2023 and go alright where do we really want to go you know Japan or Pakistan or Patagonia mm. and go alright well when could we go and block the time out purposefully and then if anything work wise pops up it has to then work around our actual lives as well because yeah. as you said at the start like it just started off as a hobby and now it's essentially a full-time job so, yeah. which is an amazing thing but you can forget that life has to happen too like yeah. you need to do fun stuff as well when you are in between the traveling when you're giving tips and stuff for people how does anyone go about trying to kind of just get in contact with you if you love photography and you want to yeah. take it to that next level and in terms of like the little mini courses and workshops you offer just tell us a little bit about that because it'll be quite cool for anyone who's listening knowing it's how to, to get into that yeah for sure so i have a back background in like education um but I taught for two years an online photography course during the pandemic and I've just found that people have kind of come back to wanting to not necessarily do like live stuff but take yeah. a resource buy it and then go and do it in their own time so this year we launched the phonography uh smartphone uh course which is like just a digital guide on how to get better photographs so that's up on the website at the moment um and then we're just in the process of launching our DSLR photography ebook as well so that's more for those who are wanting to take it a little bit more seriously um DSLR and mirrorless like a proper camera um so yeah that's in the process of being launched at the moment which is really exciting so yeah if they're wanting to learn stuff like that and we're looking at in the new year doing a few in-person retreats and and workshops for those people who are wanting to visit scotland
Scotland and kind of like take that skill to the next level in person. So it's a few different ways because I know not everyone likes to do it in person or they might feel a bit embarrassed or whatever. So they've got the option to jump into those online resources. Sometimes people say to me, and I'm just going like, to clarify this because sometimes people go, oh, why can't I just find all that information on the internet? And I'm like, well, yeah, you could, yeah. but everyone's lazy. So <laughs> the benefit <laughs> is it's all in one concise little PDF that you can just kind of have on you and use it, you know, when you want and to. It's also from the style, like it's how you shoot and how you edit and how you teach That's stuff. Right. So it's, if you like my style, you can find everything online, but then it's information from all these different, different people and, and stuff. It's so mixed and muddled yeah, and, and it can get confusing or you, I think you write things in a very clear manner and it's easier for people to understand that I'm not technical. I'm the technical dude. Mm. I like to simplify the technical yeah. stuff. So yeah. if I start giving advice, Gabby's like, that's too Simmer complicated. Yeah. 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 Almost not being intimidated by it yeah. because if you are, just go, do you know what? Like, where have I gone wrong? Or yeah. just you pointing it out in a polite way to go, actually, this is how I would approach that. And yeah. this is if you do it that way, you've got the basics. But if you just apply this knowledge to it. When I started to learn photography, I found it was very gatekeeped and people weren't happy to share information. I felt like I had no one I could talk to about it. And I say this to any student that I've ever had, you know, from five years ago to now, if you want some advice, just shoot me an email. And I really, that's something that I really genuinely mean that. Like if yeah. somebody needs some help or they want some feedback, they can just slide into the DMs and like, I'm always happy to provide yeah. that. People always say like, create what you wish you had. And yeah. that's what I wish I had when I started with someone just to bounce off and just ask a couple of ideas and not feel that it was gatekeep. I just, as Billy said, I like to simplify complex topics and just get the information to people as quick yeah. as possible so they can just give it a go. So yeah, that's one of the benefits of, I guess, learning from us. And when you've seen, or you've given that knowledge and then you've seen what they've produced, if it's a couple of weeks or months down the line, do you literally go, oh my God, like oh. that is like, are you slightly worried that their followers might Sometimes. go? Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, how dare you take such a good photo? But then it pushes me to do better as well yeah. and to continue to expand. But we've got, from my last course that I ran, I've had maybe five or six students go on to create their own businesses and to see them thrive. I've just got full body goosebumps because I do, I'm genuinely so proud of them to yeah. see them. And I recommend them to other people. If, if we can't, if I can't shoot something, then I'm like, well, here's one of my students. I really yeah. recommend them. So being able to, again, not gatekeep that because there is more than enough to go around for yeah everyone it's not as much as people say it's such a saturated industry it's really not we're in a digital age where people need photographs more than ever now there is so much kind of work to go around so to be able to see them thrive and see them get published in magazines and see them having full booked calendars for their wedding season or whatever it drink it brings me so much joy i genuinely love it and it goes back to just bumping into that stag after not seeing one for x amount of days you drive down the road you see something pop in front of you when you're kind of going right we're on the way home or whatever that might have not happened to you but it might have happened to somebody Else. Oh, and I'd be stoked for yeah. them. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. And that's like, we've had friends and stuff that have like, or gone somewhere that we've never got good weather for and they had like the most amazing day and yeah. they get the incredible shots and we we'll have a bit of a pang of jealousy, but otherwise yeah. like, It's amazing. also inspiring because you're like, oh, that, what you got is sick. It's brilliant. Like, yeah, it makes yeah. you want to go back again or like, I mean, what makes you want to be better yeah. at what you do because it's a, f- fun competition to have idols and people that inspire you and you're like that's a sick shot yeah, yeah. That's and then how you, you get, get there and you try and like yeah I got a good shot but his was sicker with time you get a sick shot and then yeah. those people Look comment you, on exactly. and, then, yeah. and, yeah. and like that's a, where it goes yeah. full circle Catch so the course information via scotlandmagic.uk just .uk dot .uk dot yeah, scotlandmagic.uk somebody took .co so, oh, sorry, <laughs> so scotlandmagic.uk it's going to be the most hard question I know we touched on this before we started recording the phones have come out you've gone through <laughs> you know what I'm going to say <laughs> if you've just got one image and I'm asking someone who takes you know maybe 300 images every single day yeah. if you could just choose one it could be maybe a favorite one of the last couple of months maybe this year 
Can, I, can, I, pick, can I pick two, one per country? Yes, go on. Yeah, and tell us the story behind it, Billy, yeah. as well. So the one in the Highlands, the giant mountain you get in Glencoe, that's my favourite shot. Okay. It, it was just this moment in time where there was no one else on the road. It had snowed over and then it was just beautiful and then the clouds opened, a beam of sun came over, we had the drone up in the air, no one around for miles, no one came out for hours, we just yeah. sat there, spent a whole day just in that area. Pretty much got like 30 shots of that big mountain and all 30 are amazing but there's one shot that's my favorite and i think in iceland it was vesterhorn and stockness beach and again another incredible place with black sand beach and the waves crashing and there was no one else around there because we spent weeks in iceland it's a very touristy country and in this one spot it was just dead quiet and wow. it was amazing just to see the vastness of the landscape and to capture it yeah. And to go to that natural beauty side yeah. of things, yeah. I find it so hard, as I was saying to you beforehand, because <laughs> I'm a portrait photographer, so I could tell you my favourite portrait I've ever taken, but when it comes to travel stuff, I think it's more just, like, ticking locations off the bucket list. That's what feels really good for me. Like, oh, I've seen this photo taken so many times by other people, and now I get to be here to take it. So one that, I mean, we really, really recently is we went up to Creevy, which we've been meaning to go there for so long, and it's this amazing little seaside town, like, literally right on the coast of, like, northern Scotland, one of the most northern parts, and there's only a handful maybe like 15 20 houses just yeah. tucked into the rock of this wow. little it's absolutely fantastic like there's waves crashing there's waves crashing on it and you've got a viewpoint from above and we've seen it taken quite a few times this photo yeah. and we've always been meaning to get it but it's quite a distance for us to get up to that point just yeah. to get one photo we were traveling up from glendye and we had a few hours to get to the location and we're like we're gonna run out of light we're gonna run out of light that's usually a photographer problem is like running out of light and we got there maybe like five minutes before the sun kind of set and just got to see this beautiful pink sunset kind of you know cresting over the hill and we had it again all to ourselves and it was just a really beautiful oh we've been meaning to get this for a really long time and we're finally here so i feel like that is like where i get the most satisfaction out of our landscape is locations that we've been meaning to go to you know we went and saw standing stones in isle of harris and isle of lewis and that was such a special moment for me because i am really mystically inclined and it just felt really special to be there. So I think it's that's what feels really good for me when it comes to landscape. We've already decided we need to go back and capture it. And capture it again because I didn't do a very good job. So, <laughs> but that's so it's not my favourite photo, but it was like a favourite experience. Well, so yeah. Almost to kind of summarise, it really is the story behind the picture yeah. here. That's like that's the one thing. It isn't just what you see and it's that, and you know there's a lot going behind it to get that particular shot yeah. but the individual stories or you know the, well, the intricacies the, of it right yeah to get exactly to it. yeah yeah it's, yeah it's actually like a really good reminder that people don't yeah understand the story behind the photograph yeah. until they hear it so it's actually a good good reminder for me yeah. when it comes to sharing some of our photos that the story behind it is sometimes what makes it the yeah. most interesting of a photo so. idea Instagram post, sorry behind the picture. Sorry behind the picture. Yeah, Take you can that have that. Can we have yeah. that? You yeah, can have you. that for free. <laughs> thank you very much. Just, just sign here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, it's been an absolute pleasure for sharing the stories behind the pictures. Give us another plug for the website and your individual Instagram handles because if you are listening to this, get your phone and have a look because you will not be disappointed. Mm-hmm. So the website is scotlandmagic.uk and mine is literally just at scotlandmagic, one word. And, you and I'm at Billy Clicks. The website's good though, like if you want to come in, it's not 
not just kind of just for the photos. If you're looking for trip inspiration or mm. itineraries, like we've got lots of free information on there. And you got like um, 24 blog posts. Yeah, we've got heaps of blog posts, and we've also got a free Christmas download as well, so you can come and grab it. And it's just like us recommending local Scottish businesses to um, support during Christmas time. Great. So yeah, everyone can go and grab a copy of that too for free if they're interested. That's so, amazing. Yeah. If you are interested in taking your photography skills to the next level, the website is the best place to go. Mm-hmm. Gabby, Billy, thank you for being the first guest thank on Holiday with Thank, thank you for putting us. up with the hour oh, technical issues before. Worth it. But hopefully, like one of your photos, it was worth it in the Absolutely. end. Absolutely. <laughs> it's got a story behind it now. So. <laughs> exactly, it's fine. Uh, thank you, guys, and I wish you a Merry you. Christmas. And to you. Cheers. Bye. Merry Christmas. Holidays refreshed with Graham and Johnny. Well, that was lovely, that. I enjoyed that. That was nice. I followed them now, actually, by the way. They haven't followed me back, but, uh, yeah, I followed them. Scotland Magic, there we are. At Scotland Magic on Instagram. Some lovely stuff. Oh, there they oh, are. Uh, quite castle. It is, it is beautiful. It and the other one to follow is at Billy Clicks. So Gabby is at Scotland Magic, and at Billy Clicks is Billy who was talking. So that was a little bit of a snippet of what the Scotland Magic guys get up to for their amazing photography. If you listen to this outside of Scotland and you're looking for inspiration of where to go in and around the country, then those guys are a really, really good base. I'm looking at Billy Clicks now. Yeah, he's got loads of followers, hasn't he? 111,000, 109,000. Wow. What did he say earlier? He takes yeah, he treats it like the fishing. Right you can tell. Look at that. Look at that. So we are back next week with episode two of Holidays Refreshed. We're going to leave you in a minute because we have two new additions. We've got Adam and Bongo who are going to do a five in five, but we'll come on to that in a sec. But next week we have a brilliant voice actor by the name of Mark Silk, who, if we just said, if, if you've done a roll call of his voices, Scooby-Doo, Johnny Bravo, he is the sorting out in Harry Potter for all the theme park rides. He is absolutely amazing. He's chatting to us. He's one of them you don't know what his normal voice is. He's that good. He jumps around with his voices. He's that entertaining that in the end he talks in his yeah, normal voice. And he is, like, he's absolutely brilliant. His normal voice Can't is equally that. brilliant. Uh, that is going to be next week. We've got another five in five and we've got the FIFA Coca-Cola World Rankings for the men's team. I'm going to play a little bit of a game with Graham. Uh, obviously the World Cup um, has been on. Uh, just sort of forget all that though. You don't need knowledge of football. I'm just going to test you on that next week. So we are good. back in seven days. But we're going to leave you with hey and you said who was this yeah, adam, so you know, adam and bongo Bongo's bingo bongo but from, but from bongo's yeah, that bingo. is that, the that bongo, bongo yeah with uh one of his best mates adam oh, right. and we thought we'd put them together five and five so they're gonna take a topic you've got five minutes to talk about it yeah but five minutes with these two is gonna be funny almost as funny as five yeah. minutes with us <laughs> don't say that because now we're gonna have to compare don't compare us like for like please we put we're, we're, it is too much pressure on them and they are sat next door now, ready to roll. There's a microphone yeah, No pressure, there. lads. Live this. <laughs> so it's we'll leave you now. with a five in five from Bongo and Adam, and we'll see you for another Holidays Refreshed in seven days. In a bit. Ho, ho, ho. Holidays Refreshed with Graham and Johnny. Ho, ho, ho. Yes. Five in five. Welcome to Five in Five, the podcast that aims to cut the waffle and get straight to the good stuff. We have five minutes to rate the top five things in any given topic. So who are we? I'm Adam. I'm a radio presenter on Heart and I'm used to keeping things tight. Otherwise, I get told off by my bosses for being loosey-goosey. Um, I'm Johnny Bongo. I'm a professional bingo caller. The best. And uh, yeah, I like to get loose and unwind and, and chat. You might agree with our decisions. You might not. Prepare for arguments too, as we have just five minutes to decide on our top five. So our topic is the top five in five Christmas films. 
So for me, this is this is a no-brainer, I think, Adam. Let's hold fire. He's ready mean? to go. He's what ready to go. We need to start. Stop watch, Johnny. Oh, right, okay. We haven't started it yet. Oh, sorry. I was <laughs> chomping at the bit. Yes. Ready this to jump right out the block. Started. Uh, right, okay, here we go. Let's do this. And I'm sure Johnny's ready with a big gun right off the bat. Here we go. Stopwatch starting now. I think, obviously, Elf has to be in there. Yep. For, uh, across the board, everyone loves it. It's probably... Would you say one of the best? It's definitely top five. Oh, it's, it's, not got, my, it's not my personal favourite, but it, it's in there. It's got all the heart Christmas should. It really yeah. has. And uh, Will Probably Ferrell. Will Ferrell's best performance. Unbelievable. Maybe uh, that or old school. Agree. Going off topic. That time's, will, time's going. That will definitely go in the top five. Uh, die Hard. Well, then you're going to have to have the old quintessential argument about, is it a Christmas movie? Set at Christmas Eve, and also they were at a Christmas party. And he wears a Santa hat at one point, yeah. I think, as well. There we go, in. It's a Christmas you're film. You're just putting it in? Yeah, well, no, it's, well, it's, it, it, it's it considered. It's definitely a Christmas film. Uh, I'm going to go Muppets Christmas Carol. Okay, I yeah. think it's probably one of the best Christmas Scrooge tales. You know, there's It's a Wonderful Life. There's Scrooge with Bill Murray, if you've ever seen that. That is probably one of my favourite Christmas movies. I don't think it gets a, a shot in the top five. Okay. But for your Ebenezer, your Tiny Tim, I think the Muppets, they do it the best. It's Michael got, it's got Michael Caine playing Scrooge. Yeah. And he sings at the end. What more do you, you know? want? You've got Kermit as Bob Cratchit. Yeah. Oh my God. That's Shin, that Shin at the end when he comes out with a thankful art and an endless joy that be growing. Family, every girl and boy. <laughs> is, that a good, is that a good Caine? <laughs> Right. As if he was in the room. Go um, on. Uh, What's the timer saying? Here? Okay. Well, no, no. We are flying through. We're all good. We've, we've, we are hitting with big guns. What okay. about the snowman? No. So this, what, do you mean the cartoon? I mean the cartoon. It's not a movie. Uh, mate, it's a the, short. It's an animated short. It got nominated for an Oscar. It's 12 minutes long. An Oscar for an animated short, probably. It's a, it's a Christmas rite of passage. Nah, you're, you're off your head there, Alid, Alid Jones. No. Will, would, no. Would give you a slap around the face for saying that. I'll slap his face. <laughs> honestly. <laughs> Um, okay, okay, well, so definitely not the snowman. No, not, not at all. It? The animation freaks me out, all the way the drawing moves. Do you know Just because I mean? you're a little bit scared by the it's snowman scribbles. doesn't mean it can't go in. And it's sad as well, you know what I mean? It brings back a lot of memories the first time you see it. <laughs> okay. Sort of for a cartoonist to watch as a child to really think about your own mortality. Okay, okay, no, okay, I can understand that. Okay, right. we'll, 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 t- we'll take the snowman out. Okay, what about Home Alone? It's in there. It's in. It's got everything. Yeah, it has. Do you know what? That, that might be my number one. Really? Um, yeah, it's class. It's got Joe Pesci. Uh, yeah. Originally, it was meant to be Robert De Niro as well. He turned that rule down. Um, oh, yeah, I don't think it would have worked. With Pesci kills it. No. Um, it's got Buzz. It's got Buzz's girlfriend, Woof. <laughs> Do you know who I mean? It's definitely... Do you want to uh, know a fact about that? Okay, go on. That's actually one of the producer's sons, who is the pitcher of Buzz's girlfriend. They thought it would be too cruel to use an actual girl that maybe get picked on in school. So they dressed up the producer's son as as a girl. So they go, Buzz's girlfriend, woof. So that's there's a little top tip. Do you reckon you were going to get hit with some Christmas facts? I here, did mate? not know about that. Movies what about Gremlins? Gremlins, no, swerve it. It's not a Christmas. It's only got one Christmas scene in it. It's got snow. Do you know what? Nightmare Before Christmas. Put that in. Okay, what? why Nightmare Before Christmas? Well, it's animated. It's yeah. stop motion. Yeah. It's Tim Burton. Yeah. It's also got Halloween theme. It's okay. got Oogie Boogie Man. It's got absolute bangers. Danny Elfman. Okay. It's, it's unbelievable. In fact, I'm not even going to do this if you don't put Nightmare Before Christmas in. <laughs> Home Alone, Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay, hold on, hold Elf. on. Right. Okay, hold on. Okay, so yeah, I agree that, that a lot of these should be in. No, they're so, in. Okay, they're in, but we need to decide on the order and I think we need to decide now because we're hitting four-minute marks. So we need to decide on this top five. 60 seconds left. 
Number one, for me, number one elf. Number two, Home Alone. Number three, Muppets Christmas Carol. Number four, Nightmare Before Christmas. Number five, Die Hard. You know, you can change that order or what, but that's that's it. Like, that's the gospel for me. Before, before we commit to that, because I quite like that, what about the Grinch? Which Grinch? The cartoon? The no, animated one? The, no, the, the one with Jim Carrey. Oh, no. No. Bad Santa? No. Miracle on 34th Street? It's good, but it's not the one. Love Actually? Ah, uh, no, Alan Rickman puts me off with his cheating. Okay. Shouldn't be cheating. Okay. Okay, so you let's confirm. Movie. <laughs> let's confirm. We don't five, agree with adultery. Five. It's not Christmas, eh? Die Hard. Yeah. Four. Oh, you're going top of the pops, back to yeah, front, are you? Yeah, we're going four, four. Nightmare Before Christmas. Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay, three. Muppets Christmas Carol with Michael Caine. Yep, two. A Home Alone. Home Alone, yeah, and definitely number one. It's Will Ferrell. It's Elf. It's, 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 it's done. It has to be. Boxed it off. Has wrap to, it up. Yeah. Christmas uh, is served. There you go. There's your top five Christmas films in five. You thought we couldn't do it. Done. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> annihilated it. Merry Christmas. Don't watch Gremlins. Johnny won't be happy. Rubbish. All the snowman. Oh, uh. that'll make him weep. <laughs> um... Hope you enjoyed Five and Five. So we'll be back next week as part of the Holidays Refreshed podcast. Boom. Mm-hmm.